Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Forest Spirituality with me, Julie Brett. I um, have had another break for a while. Life has taken strange twists and turns this year, hasn't it? It's been really um, keeping us on our toes, I think. There's just so many things happening, so much going on. Um, and at the same time, sort of so little going on uh, that it's been a real shift in the way that I've been doing things. I don't know about you. I know a lot of people have been going through some huge changes this year. Uh, whereas for others, it might not have meant too much difference at all. Um, everybody's experiencing it in really different ways. So uh, just to clarify, if anyone's listening to this in the future, uh, it's November in 2020. And uh, it's been a really tumultuous year. We started with uh, the end of the bushfires and then we had, uh, where I live, we had flooding and uh, a lot of economic issues and then COVID started and so we had lockdown and homeschooling and all the events got cancelled and, um, you know, music events and also pagan gatherings and everything started to go online uh, and, um, everybody was at home and, and, um, it's been, uh, you know, we haven't been able to travel internationally or interstate a lot of the time, uh, or even, uh, locally for some people, uh, getting further away than a few kilometers from home has not been allowed for a lot of people. And, uh, I've, uh, voluntarily, I suppose, just been trying to stay in my own area. Uh, I think a lot of us are just, uh, what is it erring on the side of caution uh so you know just trying to stay as safe as we can and do our best to just not uh put ourselves in a position where it might cause more complications than is necessary so what for me it's meant is that i haven't uh been going to all of these gatherings i usually go to quite a few gatherings per year i i like teaching and i like uh, meeting everybody and i like um you know, being part of the rituals and the performances and and things like that. I, I just adore getting together with the pagan community, with the Druid community, and um and also with a sort of extended spiritual nature-based spirituality community as well. Um, I go to a lot of uh, other things too, just, um you know, outside of Druidry. It's not just Druidry that I go to um, usually. But this year, I haven't been to anything. Uh yeah, we did the, the Shibodo event, which was the Southern Hemisphere Order of Bards, Ovates and Druids online uh, because we couldn't have an assembly. And so we, we did that all online over 10 days and it was epic. It was amazing. Uh, so many different talks and um, little workshops and little rituals that we did. And it was really cool. Um, but it was kind of exhausting as well. Um, it, um, it was amazing. But... I find the online space can be really uh, taxing um, over long periods of time. And um, I guess I didn't even know that was going to happen going into it, uh, as a lot of us didn't. Um, but I think it's left people a little bit worn out, perhaps. Um, and I'm, I'm so looking forward to when we can get back together in person. But I suppose what it's all meant is that we've like been trying to shift and change and do things differently because of the changes, because we can't get together. We, we were trying that as, as one way of doing things. Um, and though it had some really positive, good 
outcomes um, and ways that we can connect in new ways. Like actually some amazing things came out of it that we still really love. Uh, learning about this Zoom platform has meant that we can um, get together, maybe not for 10 days, uh, but for a shorter period of time, an hour every couple of weeks or, uh, you know, a couple of hours, a couple of times a week for um, when we do our crafty chat. We've been getting together, just a few of us, and, and doing our, our crafts or, or just having a cup of tea and just having a chat. And it's been really nice to, to see people, um, you know, once a week or so. Um, we've dropped off a little bit now as it's become summer and people are becoming busy with other things. But um, through the winter, it was really beautiful to have that time with people on Zoom, just having a chat um, a couple of times a week and uh, having that connection, especially when you can't get out too much and see people in person. Uh, we also um, yeah, have a, a Druid chat that the Golden Waddle Sea Group has been organising and um, it's really nice. We've got people from around the world that are OBOD members coming together to just have a chat about a different discussion topic uh, twice a month and um, that's been really fun. So yeah, some good things have come out of it. We don't go so intense at the moment but we're having these little gatherings that have been just really lovely. And learning about the Zoom platform is actually quite exciting. I've, um, I've got some workshops coming up that I'm going to be sharing as well on uh, things that are in my book. I've been invited to share some things about um, the Wheel of the Year with a regenerative farming community um, of, um, I guess, spiritual seekers, people that are, that are interested in land-based, nature-based practices and things like that, that are farmers. So... Um, if that's you by any chance, I'm really excited to get involved and um, and learn about what um, what the land is about for you and what stories you know and are, are willing to share and explore together. It's going to be really interesting to look at that and and knowing that you know we can do this through Zoom and talk to people all around all around the country is really exciting, especially people that might be more remote. So that's really awesome. Um, and uh, I'm hoping that through learning how to do this, I'll be able to offer uh, those kinds of workshops for the pagan community as well. Because, yeah, um, learning how to do all kinds of back of house things like, you know, how do you sell a ticket for something and how do you upload a video and put it somewhere? And yeah, having to learn all these things. So like it's kind of like the um, the necessity of this situation that we've been put in is making us all think about how we do life in different ways and how we can, um, you know, still share things uh, without that need to travel or meet in person. And that's, I think, an amazing thing to have happened. So that's, yeah, one one way that it's shifted my life. And I wonder if maybe it shifted your life in the same way too. I know there's so many online events and talks and uh, presentations happening so much at the moment. It's almost hard to keep up with everything. There's just, um, just a huge amount of information and opportunities to get together with people online. Uh, but something I've been doing as well is um, because being online, it can feel a bit exhausting sometimes. Getting on social media and getting on um, on Zoom all the time can feel quite, uh, I don't know, it's tiring. Um, you know, it's su such a um, computer-based sitting down sort of experience that when we um, are looking for, for that nature spiritual spirituality experience, um, it, there's something really missing in that. I think um, that, you know, you just get so much more vividly when you meet people in person in beautiful places. 
so through through the the time when we weren't allowed to have many people over at our house, we we tried to have a couple of very small gatherings um, that were below the minimum numbers, just with close friends, so that we could make sure that we could um, track everybody if there was any problems. Um, and now New South Wales, at least, has a, a limit of 30 people uh, for a, an outdoor gathering. So uh, as long as we socially distance. So we've been having, um, or we've, we've had one so far, but there's a plan to have more um, gatherings at the community gardens. And um, I really wanted to talk about these beautiful community gardens that I've become a part of because it's been such a healing journey for me um, through that period of isolation um, and also getting so um, involved with all these online events I was feeling quite stressed out and um, and and just the general stress of everything it's been such an intense year thinking that you don't know how long it's going to be before you see your parents or you don't know how long it's going to be before you um, you know are able to to visit important people around the country or the world or or you, um, you know, you have plans, things that you want to do, and you can't get them done. Is it like, you know, it's it's stressful for all of us having these limitations, and also this uncertainty, not knowing when it's going to end, not being able to make plans for the future. Anyway, it was, as I'm sure you understand, um, it's been a very emotionally taxing time. And um, I found uh, when when the lockdown ended, um, I. I had already been volunteering at this community garden just locally and I'd just go down on Fridays for a couple of hours and help out, mow the lawns or uh, do some weeding or, you know, just sit around and have a cup of tea with people. It was pretty relaxed and really nice um, thing to do, but I wasn't really into it um, on a massive level. I was just helping out. And then, um, yeah, so I went back after lockdown and just seeing this garden that had been through the smoke of November last year this time last year it was so smoky and um and a lot of the trees had lost leaves and just looked like it was the middle of autumn even though it was just summer starting um and yeah we were wilted and and even the whole like from June last year until the summer we'd we'd had so little rain everything was incredibly dry we'd had water restrictions and it had been really difficult to do the watering uh, because we weren't allowed to do it even in the time of our working bees so we had to have someone you know come early and hook up a hose pipe and try and water the plants so, so ever, a lot of things were really suffering and then uh yeah the fires meant it was you know more intense and then we started getting some rain at the beginning of January and we got so much rain that it flooded and um and like parts of the garden were under a foot of water and um and I mean, one of my, my jobs there was to mow the lawns and I just couldn't get in to mow them because everything was so wet and sodden and holding water. So, um, yeah, it was really difficult. Everything got, started to get covered in weeds. And, um, and, then, and then COVID came not long after that because it was most of January, February that it was very rainy. I mean, you know, we managed to do as much as we could. But, uh, and then COVID started and then we weren't allowed to go down and do things as much and and then homeschooling started and we wouldn't I didn't have the time to do it it was just so intense um so this poor garden by the time I got there at the end of lockdown was looking a little bit neglected and like it had really gone through a lot of trouble like we all had it looked like I felt and um 
I just wandered around and I made myself a cup of tea and just looked at things. And then um, I saw this pile of bricks that had just been left in a, a corner of the garden. I thought, oh, maybe I'll just put those in a line. And so I just started just putting these bricks in a line on the edge of the um, the garden bed and sort of I'd noticed somebody else had gotten out some um, wood chips and had put them down to make a bit of a path in another spot and I thought oh just maybe I'll just put the bricks along the edge of the path and um and then my friend turned up who had been doing the the path and um and we just started making this path together and it was just great fun and I just had such a nice time and I suddenly realized how grounding and you know peaceful it makes you feel to just be in a garden or in nature and and just being busy with your hands just doing something and and after at the end we just we'd made this lovely path and it looked gorgeous um and we made a little seat area in a couple of spots by just moving a few um you know what are they called baser blocks cinder blocks those big cement blocks anyway that we had we have loads of piles of recycled things around in the gardens and we just you know go oh that'll do and we make things out of it um so we got a few planks and we got these um cement blocks and we made some uh, benches and we we had the bricks going along the side and we had all this mulch um on the path and it started to look really nice and we just felt like we'd done something good and so I started going back again and I went um a couple of times a week sometimes and mowed the lawns and tried to get things looking nice and um yeah, we we wandered around uh, and looked at different spots and places we could do things and uh, and other people started coming down and it was really nice because we could socially distance there. It was all outside um, and we could just potter around and weed the garden and um, mow the lawns or have a have a cup of tea. And um yeah, and we weeding these gardens, we were just having a chat about things and it, it we got to talk about what had been going on for us and that was something that I'd I'd missed so much, just being in nature and just having a chat with people, just talking about life and talking about meaning and slowly, gradually just making a difference with this beautiful place. And one day, um my friend who he'd he'd been reading my book and um a little bit I think but uh but also he just thought well we've got these big this pile of stones um why don't we like make a, a stone circle and so we we've went down and looked around the garden and tried to find a spot that would suit it and we put um out, we sort of worked out a, a good spot where it could go and then a few days later my husband and I went down and we were going to mark out the directions for where it would go and and we got a bit excited and started to dig these holes and um, move the stones and we just put a few in and we, we thought well we'll just see we'll just see what that's like and everybody loved it so um, a couple of weeks later we went down and we put the other four in and so we've got uh, stones marking each of the eight directions and one in the center and they're fairly big they're about um, I guess about two foot high or so they I mean they took a lot of effort to move they're very heavy um and they're fairly well dug in um and it's about a 10 meter wide circle or so 
So it's a lovely spot and, and we had to like level out some ground and a friend, another friend came along and helped me do that. And um, yeah, it's just so nice to create this little space. It was just a little corner of the, of the garden where there was a pile of rocks and just sort of just move the rocks a bit and put them into this meaningful space. And now uh, we've started doing a wheel of the year circle there um, just with, you know, our limited numbers. And um, we, we did a circle with 11, I think, oh no, 12, including me, 12 people. Um, and we're going to go around the circle of stones and decorate each one with things that we can find around the garden that relate to that time of the wheel of the year. So it'll be a, a practice of coming together with lots of people that live fairly locally um, and are not just from Druidry traditions, but from any tradition that's interested in the Wheel of the Year. So we've, we've got people from other traditions and people that are just generally interested to, to see what it's about um, coming along. And that's really beautiful that we've got this community connection to this lovely garden and some of the people that are coming to the circle are volunteers at the garden too. And we're, um, you know, connecting with this space in a really deep and meaningful way um, not only through ritual and through watching the seasons there uh, but also through actually you know contributing to the garden itself and um, this year it's been a lot rainier we've had just beautiful amounts of rain and it's such a beautiful thing to see the gardens just bloom and fruit and be so abundant there there's so much fruit on the trees um and there's so much green lush grass that I am having to mow it all the time I'm going to have to go down this afternoon and mow it some more um and yeah I've I've decided that I'm really going to invest in this I suppose in some ways I'm I'm putting a lot of energy that would have gone into gatherings into this local space this local community um you know there's there's um energy for community that i'm craving uh that i used to find in that wider druidry community that i would i would travel to meet with um at at festivals and gatherings and i'm putting that energy that same energy into um creating this community in the gardens and um it's actually really beautiful and I think I, I've sort of have this feeling that um and I sort of set an intention for it a long time ago and I didn't know how it was going to manifest but the intention was to bring druidry to the center of my world that that um that through this the lockdown and everything through COVID the situation that we're in everything has had to come closer to home everything's had to be in the center we maybe do more personal work or um, you know focus on our, our home lives or explore our local area and things like that rather than taking trips traveling and doing things like that um, it's all had to become much more close to home and so putting this energy into the gardens has felt like a really beautiful way of bringing that energy home bringing it to the center of my world because the gardens is only a, I don't know 10 minute walk away from my house um, just down the road it really is the, the center of my world at the moment I spend pretty much all of my time either at home or um, in the gardens or just in town which isn't far away and yeah it's uh it's quite exciting um 
I've also become more invested, I suppose, in the, the management of the gardens too. And that's something that I guess I might have to check in with you again about later and tell that story. But um, at the moment, it's sounding really exciting that there's opportunities to collaborate with other community groups and to have this crossover of different parts of the community come together in the gardens to um, help it develop and, and bring the energy back in there um, because, <coughs> because uh, yeah, there, there are these opportunities that just weren't uh, necessarily being taken up by previous people looking after the gardens who... And, and there's been a bit of a changeover and, um, of, of who's looking after it. And the new group is quite excited about the opportunities for, for collaboration with other groups. So, um, yeah, I'm excited and I hope I'll have more to tell you about what that will be um, in the future. But, yeah, so my, I'd, I'd be interested to hear what, how it's all affected you. If you feel like making a comment on, on the, the podcast episode, um, that would be awesome. Or you can email me if you feel like it. Um, you can find my um, email. What's the best way to contact me? Probably through my jewellery website, um, forestspiritjewellery.com, which is F-O-R-E-S-T, spirit, S-P-I-R-I-T, and then jewellery is spelled a bit weird, J-E-W-E-L-R-Y.com. Um, but I'll pop a link in the show notes if you want to give me... Um, um, a message that would be cool uh, yeah because I'd like to hear how, how it's all affected you and your practice of Druidry and what has been happening for you um, in your life like has it has have you gotten into gardening too I've heard it's actually a thing that that loads of people um, when we got put into lockdown just got right into their gardens not only because it feels amazing but also because it's actually activism in a way we're we're creating food security for ourselves there's there's a you know crazy moments we've had where where all the toilet papers disappeared right um and it makes you think well what if all the fresh food disappears what if what if things start to shut down or you know what if it, it gets difficult to to buy vegetables or you know what do we do and i think that was another reason why a lot of people got right into the gardens um Oh, not not just our community gardens but um gardening generally um apparently like seeds went um you know was sold out at bunnings and things like that and all the seedlings and potting mix and things because everybody was getting right into it so it's kind of exciting that it might have made a shift for us to to consider those things more and to realize how important it is to have that local food security um and and how healing and you know connecting it is to just spend that time in the garden uh and how healthy it is you know if and how unhealthy it is in some ways to be spending our time in public transport and in offices and things like that where where you know there's a exchange of air that can create disease transfer it's it really kind of icky but in the garden that's it's pretty fresh and you can have your space and still talk to people it's it's a pretty amazing place to be so yeah I just wanted to check in and say hello and share that with you and uh, let you know this little step of my story my journey I don't have an interview for you today that was just me having a chat so 
I don't know what I'll have in the future, but it, who knows? Maybe if you send me some stories, uh, we might have another interview happening. I'd love to hear from you. So do get in touch and I'll see you next time.